Well, beautiful. Happy Thursday. Welcome to April, April showers, right? Everybody's kind of getting out and getting in that spring growth mode. We absolutely love having these meetups because they allow us to see what other people are doing, right? Leading, contributing, challenging themselves to grow into their space, out of their space, whatever it might be. And so each time we have these meetups, we try to invite a special guest, somebody that can share their story, a little bit of insight into what they're going through, how they've overcome challenges, or maybe they've created something new, or they're finding creativity and rediscovering the curiosity. So that's why we do these meetups. We do them twice a month with a guest, and on the third week, we have check-ins, because this is a community. It's meant to be a conversation. We really appreciate the fact that we can collaborate and communicate, and sometimes we want to do that off-screen, right? And so that brings me to my next point before we get started. If there's anybody listening to this, anybody that's joining us, and they want to just join in and have their camera off, you want to be muted, that's perfectly fine. These are candid conversations. We definitely encourage contribution, comments, and kudos as we go throughout this, but 100%, everybody's welcome. Um, Ainsley, get every week, what we like to do is have everybody that's joining us introduce themselves so that you know who in the community is committing to be here for you, and then we'll have you introduce yourself and then kind of get into the story of uh, what, what makes you you, what makes you tick, and what's going on in your world, okay? So I'll go ahead and start. My name is Adam Griggs. I am the co-founder of a software platform called Clarify. I'm your moderator. And I also have a little side hustle where I've got a little fun farm. So today is a rush. I was out picking up food and, and stuff for the animals. And I got three new little piggies that were transitioning. So it's, it's been wild, um, but it's, it's been a lot of fun. And I 100% could not do it if I didn't have the support of people around me like these community members. So I appreciate you guys for joining. I will turn it over to you, Patty, if you want to introduce yourself. Okay. So I'm Patty Farmer, and I am the CEO of Patty Farmer International. I'm a marketing and media strategist, magazine publisher, and podcast host. And back to being an international speaker again, which is the thing that I am so excited about. I leave for Italy next week to speak twice, and then I'm going to be going to Paris. So I'm kind of excited that we're going to be traveling again, and that makes me so happy. Um so yeah, I love these uh, GoDaddy meetings, love them so much, and I love that they're recorded so you can go back over and over again, and I really have to say, uh, for those that are listening, that maybe this is the first time that we truly, truly are a community like no other, so that's what I'm about. Love that. Thanks, Patty, and, and we always appreciate having you, and obviously, we all love the digital nomad life, right? We all want to be in that position where we can work in this hybrid reality and live life and build businesses. So thanks for being here today. I will turn it over to Rachel and then uh, Jonathan and then Tina and Elena, if we can go in that order. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Rachel McCool from GoDaddy, uh, Managed Community Experiences. And part of, part of my responsibilities is this amazing community that we have. Um, Thanks to Adam for being our wonderful moderator. And Ainsley, I'm really excited to hear your story. Patty, oh my God, I'm so jealous. I really, really would love to be like in your suitcase, like just, you know, on, the, on your trip. So, but it's, uh, it's awesome. And I, I think one of the things that, that's been apparent in, in this group in particular is people who are doing what you're doing, Patty, um, and, you know, one of our community members that moved to Portugal, um, who we need to check in with and see how he's doing, but, you know, it's a global community, right? It's not just, it's not just about local anymore. It's, it's all about getting to know people all over the world and collaborating and networking and learning and all that stuff. So 
Um, happy to be here and I will turn it over to Jonathan. Hello, I hope you guys are all doing so well today. So I apologize for being cameras off today. I am displaced, but I wanted very much to attend this meeting. Um, my name is Jonathan. I work on the uh, uh, marketing team at GoDaddy as a social media manager. Uh, I oversee our engagement strategies, our response strategies, and um, triaging any crisis scenarios. Uh, I also work very closely with Rachel on helping to uh, build out our uh, LinkedIn community and our efforts on LinkedIn. And it is, it's always such a great uh, experience getting to hear from all these new people and to see all these new and familiar faces. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Ainsley, for being here today. I am really, really excited to hear, uh, hear what you've got for us. Hi, I'm Tina. Um, I'm new to Rachel's team, going to be working on community events and reporting. So I'm super excited to learn all I can from the wonderful people here and see where it takes me. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Elena. We were talking about, um, you know, people mispronouncing your name. I get Alana all the time. So um, it's Elena, but um, I'm also new to Rachel's team. I um, have been at GoDaddy for like three and a half years, mostly doing um, stuff for GoDaddy Social, which if you don't know, is like the social media on behalf of GoDaddy customers. So all the local businesses that um, are actually our customers, I would do their social media. Um, now I'm on Rachel's team working on community stuff. So this LinkedIn group, the GoDaddy community and some um, of our virtual meetup events. So I'm super excited to be here and to meet y'all and to hear all the great stuff you have to say. Welcome, 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 welcome. We love new faces. We love new exciting uh, connections, obviously. And thank you for the support. You know, it takes a lot of effort to make sure that you're here during these moments so we can have live co candid conversations. And I know that it means a lot to me and I hope it means a lot to you, Ainsley, that they're here to support you. And that brings us to our guest of honor, right? Ainsley, talk to us a little bit about you, creativity in the journey. What makes you you? What brought you to creating BizTote and your business? Um, give us a little bit of the background. A little bit of background. Thank you so much, Adam, for asking me to do this today. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you a couple of months ago, and, and I'm really honored you asked me to speak today. So uh, a little bit of background. I am a graphic designer turned marketing consultant, turned business owner, turned very tired person, very tired person. Um, but no, my background is graphic design. So I was a kid drawing logos for fun realized you could make money doing it when you went to college, got a degree in graphic design, did that for larger corporations and agencies. And then I got into the sales of media, advertising and design. And so I've always, for the, I hate to say this number out loud, but it's 30 years now I've been doing something in marketing. And so I decided in um, January of 2020 to actually go out on my own didn't know there was a pandemic coming. None of us did, right? And so it's been an interesting couple of years. <laughs> but um, I started BizTote because I had so many people asking me for help with their websites. And mostly what I was doing was I was doing social media content for people. And um, they would say, well, my brother-in-law is starting a business. He needs a website. Or my, my cousin over here needs a new website. It's too old. And so I started helping people with their websites. I always directed them to GoDaddy. And one day I realized I could be making more money. I'm not sure how. I'm going to call GoDaddy and ask. <laughs> and so they actually directed me to become a reseller. And that's how I started BizTote. And so BizTote 
um, is a GoDaddy reseller account. I love GoDaddy. They have stellar, stellar customer service. Their customer service is, I mean, it's par. It's just, it's superb. And that's why I would always direct my customers to them. And so now I get to be a reseller, still enjoy that good customer service portion of it and help people with their small businesses. So that's the long and short of how I got started with this talk. I love it. I love it. Thank you for the backstory. And I love that you talked about the, the transitions along the way, right? You got into your passion as a, as a graphic artist and you followed that. And then you found a little bit of a niche where you could start helping people more on their, on their marketing campaigns and websites. And people were asking you because you're so engaging and so good at what you do to help them a little bit more. And you realize, well, Maybe I should, maybe I should go into business, right? And it's weird because so many times we hear these stories about people that made this critical decision where they jumped off a cliff and they burned all their bridges and that was their journey. Or you hear how they got fired and so to get back at their old boss, they went and started a competing or competing company, right? But you were just doing right and contributing to people in your community and the people you were involved with, and it evolved itself into an opportunity for you. And I love that because. Carmageddon comes for all of us sooner or later, right? It's either good or bad karma. And if you're doing right, you have opportunities that are just endless. So I want to talk a little bit more about that. I mean, let's talk about you taking the leap to go ahead and opening your own business and what drove you to really creating BizTote, which is kind of focused around creating something that's better, right? I know we've talked before about some of the uh, subpar <laughs> marketing <laughs> materials that are out there, things that are really just terrible and you found a more lit fire, more excitement, more drive in creating that. So I want to talk a little bit about you taking that leap and then what you're doing to create better in the environment. Right. Thank you. Um, yeah. So BizTote came about because I had so many people asking for websites, right? And I was doing a lot through GoDaddy and realized I could partner with them and, and do more, right? I could offer my clients more. And then I'm also doing their social media content for them. I was a, a professional writer for a huge digital for, firm out of New York for a while. And so I have this special offering. I'm giving people, you know, like, hey, I had this experience. I can help you with all this content. And then realized um, maybe there's a way I could sell bundles to people. Because I have people that are like, well, I want to post it. I just don't want to write it. I don't know what to say. And so I've started helping people with content. And so I went out there and I've actually purchased a product and realized, okay, the, the price was okay, but the product wasn't great. And I knew I could do a lot better. And then I've even purchased another product that's something similar. The content was better, but it was so convoluted how you put it together. So, and, and I'm a social media professional and I was confused at how they wanted me to link these things together. And I do this every day. So I thought there's gotta be something in the middle it's a good product, but it's easy to use. And a small business owner that's already wearing 25 hats every day anyway, they can take just a few minutes every day, every week, whatever, and they can schedule out their posts. And so I've created Social Tote, which is still in beta. I'm still um, developing it, but with pre-sales. So BizTote and Social Tote are sort of sister companies now. So I have the website, email, servers on one side. And I have the social media content on another side. And it's just to make it easier. I just, I know small business owners are overwhelmed and it's hard to think about what are, what am I going to say today on social media? What's the trend now? You know? And so I'm trying to make this easier for them so that they can get on to doing what they love, which is their business. That's why they went out and did their thing. Right. 
So I'm trying to take this portion of it off their plate. I, I, love, I love that. And I will align with you, by the way. You said you went from business person to tired person. Like, we are all in that, that mode, right? Because sometimes you wear so many hats and you're drawn in so many directions. It's exhausting. And we were talking about high points in business because business ebbs and flows. There's high points mm -hmm. and low points and moments where you feel like you're suffocating because you're doing so much and others where you're like, am I doing enough? And there's innovation in those moments. You know, there's innovation in those moments if you can find opportunity. And that's what you did. You found an opportunity to create these bundles utilizing your experience and your perspective because people just don't know what they don't know. And one of the reasons I love your journey is because in business, when we try to give up a little bit of the reins by trusting someone, and trust is a big word, by trusting somebody that's going to take care of your brand or take care of your message and help you build that vision, there, there's rarely, rarely a compromise between easy and powerful, right? It's either simple right. or it's powerful. It's usually not both, but you having the perspective you've had in this world of graphic arts and creating social campaigns and engaging with small businesses and now being a small business owner yourself and having that perspective in their plight and their needs. I mean, that just makes you so much more approachable. And I love that that's what you're building because that is the value of better. The value of better is trust, is knowing that what they buy it's going to be something that they can rely on. They can understand it. And if they can't, or if it's just too much and they don't want to, Ainsley's there. Ainsley's there. We can commit. We can do a little bit more, right? So I love that you've got those different packages that are available. And that's kind of what you're building. And I want people to realize as they think about their own businesses with your story, there's innovation in the moments. If you find an area where you can expand and create, you can create your, your opportunity and you're building that trust at the same time. And there's just, there's so much more available to you. And that's, that's why I love community. That's why I love doing these meetups. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, what necessity is the mother of invention, right? So it was people coming to me and saying, Hey, I need this. My cousin needs this. My brother-in-law needs this. My, my family, you know, my, my partner down, you know, we need this. And so I'm like, well, I can help you with that. I can do that. And I've had so many requests for um, the websites, but also so many requests for done for you, social media content, basically. They don't, a lot of places are small and they may not have the the money or the funds at this moment to hire a social media manager full time. And, you know, sure, I can do that for them and schedule it for them. Sometimes that's not within their price range either. And so I'm like, well, let me do your content and you post it. Find the time out of your week to you, you post it, but I'll write it for you. And so I'm having a lot of that and it's successful because they, they are participating. They're going in, they're scheduling it. They're seeing the results. They're getting the traction. They're actually building a community. They're having to deal with their own reputation management. And so they're really getting their hands dirty in social media. A lot of people may not know how it works or not understand why it's a big deal now. Advertising has changed. I've been doing this for 30 years. What, what I started doing, my first website was in 1998. Can you imagine how things have changed since 1998? So, you know, the, everything has changed. And part of why I love small business is because I'm small business. I get it. I understand. And I really want to help people. I want to kind of usher them into the digital age because that's where advertising and marketing is going. We're here. I love it. I, I love that. You've already hit on the point on how to use turnkey marketing because one of the things you've done is, is leading with contribution in your community. And that's, that's begat opportunities, which is begat op opportunities. And that's what it's all about. But beyond that, we know that business ebbs and flows. If you're in business long enough, you know things are going to change and challenge you. But I love that you meet people where they are, Ainsley. Like that is so impactful. People often think that they've got to reach this plateau before they can gain the respect or the opportunity or the, or the budget 
to make changes and what you're building is something that's leading with contribution and meets owners and entrepreneurs where they are in the moment and giving them a little bit of a leg up. And then if things change for them and they've got more opportunity or they want to take more off their shoulders, you've got it for them. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think that is what turnkey marketing should be. And I appreciate you for your approach on that. And Patty's got her hand up. So I want to, I want to open it up to her for a comment or, or question for you, if that's okay. Sure. One of the things I love that you said, I loved everything you said, but one of the things that you said that I really liked is I don't think people realize the power of the sentence. I can help you with that. Like a lot of times people think we have to have this whole package. You have to have this whole presentation. And I know for me, especially in my earlier days, you know, being around somebody and them saying, oh, wow, that's really kind of cool. Or, oh, I wish I could do that or whatever. And just being able to say, I can help you with that, <laughs> right? That <laughs> sentence is so powerful. And I don't think people really understand it. So when you said that, I was just like, oh my gosh, I just love that because I just don't <laughs> think people get it. You don't have to have the whole package. If somebody needs help with this thing right now, it'll lead to a lot of other things, but you could just help them like Adam said, right where they are. I can help you with that. Literally, that's the only presentation you really need is speaking from your heart and doing that. Thank you, Patty. I, and I agree. And I'm actually trained. I've actually helped train people how to use social media. Like, I mean, if you want this, if this is how you want to do your business and you want to have a part-time person do their social media for it, I mean, do your social media, I will help you. I've, I really am not looking at it as just, I want to sell them a package. I want to help them get into the digital age because there's, I'm, I'm still shocked if there are businesses out there that don't have websites. That is just shocking to me, <laughs> but, but they're out there. And then there's some businesses that don't, they don't rely on social media or they don't utilize it. How about that? They don't utilize it like they could. So I've even helped train them how to use it. So. I love that. The presence is important, right? Rachel. So um, <clears throat> I think it's wonderful that you created a business out of need and, uh, and to, to um, iterate what Patty just said about just listening to people and what they're saying and, and turning that into a business for, for yourself. Um, I totally agree that your, your comment about it's shocking that there's many businesses that don't have websites. Completely agree. I'm, I'm, dealing right now with a, a guy who has a gardening business and you know he's still taking checks and all of that kind of stuff and you know the communication with him is I would say challenging um, but he's really good at what he does right so that's a right. great example of a person that like if I was to say to him are you on social media I think he would look at me like I was absolutely nuts um, so you know there are a lot of people out there like that, and they're probably doing they're probably doing okay. They could probably be doing better. Um, and then there are businesses that don't really want to expand, right? They're okay with where they're at. And um, but that said, I think that that just being able to open the door for more possibility for people to look at and see the options that are that they could try um, with the help of someone like you, I think is really great. Um, question for you, how have you, how has it been for you to get people from, hey, I could help you with this to actually becoming a, a client, a paying client? Because I think, you know, you mentioned like hearing from maybe a friend or a family member or a friend of a family member or whatever, um, 
a lot of times people think, oh, you know, somebody's going to do that for me for free. So I'd love to hear how that's been going for you. Well, things have changed since the pandemic. There's not a lot of knocking on doors anymore, right? When you're going out, there's no cold calling that doesn't exist anymore. Um, and I don't like cold calling on the phone. It's just, it, I just don't, and people don't like it. People don't want you, interrupt, you interrupting their day. So when I, um, when I started my business, I was already a member of a BNI group. And I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with Business Networking International. But um, so I actually, when I went out on my own, I transferred and became part of a BNI group for my company. And I'm telling you, that's been terrific. It's been because I'm in marketing, I track where my leads come from, right? It's 43% of my, my uh, business, 43% through BNI referrals. So I can't say enough about them. I even noticed that GoDaddy, uh, and I was really proud to share this with my BNI director, GoDaddy had a, a blog post. I think a few days ago, and they actually mentioned networking and they mentioned BNI and, and also area chambers. So I get out and I network a lot, even through the pandemic. We had uh, events here in my town where you could meet people safely distanced, of course, but um, just in person networking and then referrals and then following up. You know, the fortune is in the follow up. And so, um, you know, I've, I try to be very focused on what the client or the lead needs and listen and and if I can't help them if it's something I can't do I will direct them I will either give them to someone I know can do the job or I will try to help them find the solution if it's something that I can't personally help them do because I look at it like my job is to help you in your marketing needs not just sell you something that's mine so I'm really trying to help people find the solution they need and um and so that's that's how, I mean, for lack of a better way, that's how I close business. People trust me. They know that I'm trying to really help them. When you're committed to doing things in a trustworthy way like that and leading with contribution, that is a delicate balance, right? When you're trying to trying to dance the dance and build a business without having people come to you and say, can you do it for me for cheap or for free or whatever? Yeah. And, and I think what you've mentioned is powerful. And that's one of the things we strive for here in our community. It's a little bit more of a connection to where people can be aware and they can be proximate to what's going on in your life right and when they're aware they can hear and they see and they, they know your needs or what you do and I love that you've also offered the fact that you don't know it all and if you don't you go find somebody that can help because that's powerful too that speaks to your character it speaks to your business and it allows you to sell through your community not to your community and that builds true value that builds true client base, and it creates this relationship that's not like abrasive or tenuous. People don't want to sit down with you and say, okay, what do I have to buy from you today? Because I'm obligated to. They want to sit down and say, Ainsley, what's going on in your life? How's it going? What do you got going on in the business? Are things doing well for you? And what are you, what are you seeing out there? And you share, oh, I just launched this new social beta platform that we're working on. It's really exciting for me. And then they ask more about it. And the cool part about that is, is as you talk about it, they become aware and the community hears your needs and what you're building. They hear others and they connect, right? So I love that. And Rachel, that was a great question. I think so many small business owners and entrepreneurs really don't know how to bridge that gap, how to mention the fact that I need to get paid for my services. I'm very good at what I do, but I deserve to get paid for it. So I appreciate you for asking that. Yeah, I actually um, can't remember if I shared this with a group previously, but I did do consulting for a while. And I got a lot of people who wanted to talk to me but when it came to actually like getting into a contract, 
then people would sometimes disappear. Um, and that was discouraging because it, it was like, and then I also learned that to only give a certain amount of time for free. Um, and then, you know, it's like, if you want to continue to talk to me, happy to do that, but we need to get into some kind of payment uh, for my time and services. And I think that those are just things you learn over time uh, with your own business. And, you know, again, you want to be generous and you want to help people, but, you know, you're also, you need to make money um, for a living. So my cousin had a really good um, response to what you're saying. She's because she's in business for herself and has been for a long time. And I called her the first year I was on my own and I said, I have people that are wanting to kind of drain me for information and free consulting, but not actually pay me for it. And she said, well, you know, when you've reached your, whatever your point is, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour of talking to them about their thing, then you say, you know, this sounds like a great, uh, we have a great solution, you know, in my so-and-so package, let's talk about that because it would be perfect for what you're telling me you need. And, you know, we can sit down and talk about numbers. And when you start talking to them in that, in that phrase, you know, that way with those phrases, like, oh, I have this package, let's talk numbers. It sounds perfect. You know, like then they know, oh, she's getting ready to charge me. <laughs> so, so then they know that you are, you know, oh, she is a businesswoman. You know, so I've only had to do that maybe a couple of times where people were just, they kept asking me and asking me and not really wanting to sit down and talk about a package. So um, she gave me great advice, which is exactly what you said, you know, start talking about the numbers. I, I love it. I, I want to get to our, our next section of our discussion, but we've got some community members that are really just aligning with what you're talking about today, Ainsley, um, especially right now in your journey and transitioning to making sure that people respect what you bring to the table and you're getting paid what you deserve. So I want to open this up. Patty had her hand up first and then Patrick, um, and then we can talk a little bit more about BizTote. Awesome. So I really love what you said. And I thought that was really a great question, Rachel, as well. I know I was, uh, and when you come from networking, a lot of times, you know, that whole pick your brain thing is a kind of a big, big thing. And I have to tell you, I was really bad at it. You know, my husband would be like, Patty, that was like $10,000 worth of information you just gave them. Sometimes you just can't help yourself. They, they just ask the right question all of a sudden like you're on the phone and now you've told them their whole marketing plan and because you got all excited for them and so and I, I've done that and I literally had to put it in a perspective for myself and how I did that is um is when I when people ask me that question in whatever verbiage they choose to use I have a thing that for me is called brain tithing <laughs> brain tithing that's what it is and for me that I just tell them I'm like listen you know, for five, depends upon who it is, could be 10 minutes. I'll brain tie that you can ask me whatever you want. But after that, we have to go on the clock and you can't pick my brain, but you can rent it. And that's what this looks like. And they're like, but what does that look like? And sometimes they're just okay with the five or 10 minutes. And like you, Rachel, at first it was kind of disheartening, right? Really? It's like, what? They don't see the value. But then I had to actually put it into perspective and say, yeah, but now I'm not on the phone for an hour. So I didn't get paid, but I saved money by, you know, I made money by not spending the time with them. And so I got super clear. And once I was clear, so I knew which hat I was wearing, it became really clear. When am I brain tithing? And when are you renting my brain? <laughs> yeah, I like the, I like the comment. It's very timely for what you do when you're in a service business. And you know, that saying familiarity breeds contempt. And the more familiar someone becomes with you, the less they think they should pay for what you do for a living. 
and you can't claim it as intellectual property. Um, I have folks I deal with all the time that the more they know me, the less they feel like they should pay, or if I give them a price, they, it's insulting. And yet that's how, you know, that's how I make a living. So what I've been trying to do is get in the habit of, <clears throat> they want to know what they get, that what, what are the deliverables? But that's what makes you different. I've been saying, okay, I'm going to tell you the outcome of the Super Bowl. You're going to win. Here, the score is up to you. I'm not going to give you the game plan. Here are the things we're going to do to win that game. And that's up to you. And you have to then be willing to walk away with the great ideas. And they're going to be like, well, I don't know what you can do. Or shouldn't I just talk to a friend? Wouldn't I get that same advice? And I tell people all the time, your friends are going to lick your wounds with you. I don't care about your wounds. I'm going to tell you how to avoid getting wounded again. So my, and, and that's what you can bring to it. And it's a hard thing because people think consulting is free. But if I go to a chiropractor, they may examine me, but I still have to pay the copay. You know, and so their consultation costs me and their procedures cost me more. And if people can quantify what it costs them to stay where they are, or better yet, what do they grow by from your implementation, then it pays for itself probably in the first 10 minutes of your work. It's hard. It's a hard line, though. I, I applaud you for bringing it up. Yeah, I think there's a lot of value in understanding the journey and understanding how you approach pricing, um, especially when you have relationships that are closely held. Um, so I appreciate the comments on that from everybody so far. And I think that that's very important and impactful. And Ainsley, you've already touched on this, is you're meeting business owners where they are. And sometimes that's different because the story evolves. Just like in your story, you were a graphic artist turned social media manager turned entrepreneur, and now you're, you're building out these amazing offerings that allow people to find themselves present online. And that's a big word. And, and we, I want to kind of talk about that, if you're okay with that. I want to talk about presence and how it's empowered, not forgotten with BizToad. I love your name, and I, and I could be wrong. BizToad means you can just carry it where you're going because business ebbs and flows, and you can take what you need, where you need it, how you need it, right? And I love that that's what you're building. And so many people know they have to be online, right? We have to have presence online. We have to have something out there saying our business isn't dead. We're here. We're still alive. <laughs> but then where do you go from there? Where do you go, whether or not it be engaging on social media platforms where you pick your area that you commit to, or you have a website that's engaging and just beautiful? You know, I, I love that. So talk to us a little bit about how your business allows people to determine whether or not they want to just be static online and be present and just have something there that's a placeholder, or if they really want to put something out there by giving in to the trust and allowing you to take the reins so that they can have conversations of context. One of the first questions I ask is um, how much do you care about Google rankings? Because they don't realize that social media affects Google rankings. They don't realize that having a website affects Google rankings. They just don't, some, some don't realize the power of having a larger digital footprint. Um, I talk to people about blogs, you know, well, why should I have a blog? Well, it, it increases increases your digital footprint. And the, the bigger you are digitally out there, the better your chances of ranking organically, you know, higher in the rankings on, on Google. And a lot of folks don't understand that. And why don't they understand that? They didn't work for a digital media agency. <laughs> They've been doing their business, right? It's not their job. And so, and it changes all the time. The digital landscape changes all the time. Algorithms change all the time. Everything, all the rules change. And Facebook and Google and all the other companies and the gods in the digital world, they don't necessarily tell you what it takes 
to improve your standing, right? And so having been trained by a digital media agency, I got kind of this scoop on how to help people with that in my writing and how to help them gauge their digital presence. And so that's something I bring to the table. And that's one of the very first things I ask clients. Do you care about Google rankings? Is that something you, is that, is that important to you? Do you want to be found there? You know, um, if not, and some people don't, that's fine. Uh, but we have a lot of, in my market in uh, Tennessee, we have a lot of people moving to our state. And so we've got businesses that have been here for 25, 35 years that have never had to really advertise. Everybody knows who they are. Um, they've definitely not had to worry about digital anything. But now we have companies coming from Texas and California and Arizona and other places, and they're doing their research before they get here, right? And so when I have a construction guy that's been here for 25 years and he builds huge buildings, he builds hospital buildings and huge uh, department stores and grocery stores, he does big work. And people are calling him going, who are you? We can't find you online. We're in California. We're wanting to come there and invest and move and build and we don't know who you are. And so I think a lot of businesses, especially the smaller mom and pops, they're realizing, oh, I have to be out there. I have to be found online. I have to have a digital presence. And so that's one of the first things I ask, is that important to you? Being found somewhere else, out of state, someone looking for you, is that important to you? Do you want to get that kind of business? And, um, and so that's one way I help business owners understand the importance of social media. A lot of them think it's just, oh, it's just friends telling what they ate for lunch and, you know, who cares, but it's really important if you're a business owner to utilize social media. And, um, and, and that's one of the reasons why to build that digital footprint. Now, I, I really respect the way you approach that by asking them what's important to them, because you don't want to have a conversation that doesn't matter to them, right? Because it's wasting your time and wasting their time and might actually sound a little obtuse to them, you, you, you know, and you don't want to close the door too early. Um, and it lets you gauge, gauge their, you know, their actual curiosity. Business is meant to be fun. And what you've got allows them to be more curious and it drives them to decide like, what is my vision? Do I want to grow it? Do I want to stay where I'm at? What are my needs? And I think that that's going to be so much more valuable than people know. You know, after things happened over the last two years, it's often times where I find myself like we've all got these in our hand all the time, right? I find myself, if it's top of mind, I'm just going to search real quick to see what's around because I don't know if people are even still in business. I don't know if they changed their style and pulled out of commercial real estate and now they're hybrid. I don't know where they're at. And the last thing I want to do is waste two hours driving somewhere to meet with somebody I thought was still in business. And it turned out they either shuttered their company or they shuttered their real estate or they changed their style. So it's very, very valuable to find yourself at least present online so you can be found. And then beyond that, communication style, right? Like you said, do you want to be in Google rankings? Maybe, I don't know. Do you want to have a, a Facebook page? Do you want to be on LinkedIn? Is that where you want to exist? Or do you just want to have your website so that when people search it and find it, they know that your, your company is still thriving, right? So I love that that's how you start. Uh, and you start with what's important to them first and build from that. Rachel. Ainsley, the example that you just gave was really great. Um, I think, you know, again, a lot of times, and I get this, small business owners, especially people who do a more local business, just only think local. But the example you gave of people moving and, you know, we've got in the last two years, right, we've had tons of people who have moved all over the country, different places. And 
you're right. Like, especially for people who are in construction or any of that, that type of business, you know, people are always looking, we in, in the last year and a half have been looking for people like that. It's really hard to find, you know, not only the people, but reviews of them as well. Um, and it's difficult to, to get people to write reviews, especially if it didn't go well, um, because, you know, and I've got a scenario right now where we're, we have a bathroom project that has been pending for six months in our house. And when it's done, um, we are going to write a, a review about the company that we've been working with and it hasn't been going well. And I'm not gonna be mean or nasty, but I also think it's important that people have the opportunity to see both sides of the coin and their experiences and then let other, you decide whether or not that person is somebody you wanna work with. And the construction example that I gave, he's a GoDaddy customer. His website's on GoDaddy. So, oh, good. That's great. Uh, yeah. Good job. Good job convincing <laughs> he, uh, him that he needs a website. That's that's really great. <laughs> I love it. You know, business ebbs and flows, especially in our own journey. So Ainsley, thank you so far for sharing your story and what, what drove you to create something that's better, finding the value of better. And I love that you're building a business that empowers others because you show that their perspective, their needs, those are important. And I love that you are supporting them by meeting them where they're at. And I think your business is going to thrive. Honestly, I think what you're doing is perfectly poised to meet people and their needs. They're going to grow up and grow in their space, but it's more than that. When they talk to you and just you sharing your story today, we can tell that you have a passion for supporting that journey and supporting people into creating those visions. And that's infectious. So thank you for sharing that with us today. Um, and thank you for sharing your story, your journey, the tips that you've given. Um, we'd like to open it up to comments and kudos for the last 15 minutes, um, just so that the community members can engage with you and have their questions answered or just offer you, you know, comments and kudos, like I said. So Patty's got her hand up. I'm going to open it up to her, if you don't mind. So um, a question that I have is, <clears throat> and I'm sure Rachel might want to weigh in too, but one of the things that I'm hearing more about, so when you were saying that you were asking people, oh, do you want to be found here? Do you want to do this? Which I think is really, really good to start the conversation with that. But what are you hearing, if anything, about people wanting to be found on Google voice search? Because like, I have to tell you, I'm hearing more and more, you know, people coming to me being like, I want to be found on voice search, right? And now with all of the ways that that can happen, is that changing anything? Are you having to come up with new strategies around that? Like, how is that affecting the conversation and the questions you ask? I haven't personally had anyone specifically request that. Um, kind of surprising because we all kind of just speak into our phones now, right? So I haven't had anybody specifically ask for that. So I can't really speak to that, but it's all evolving. I remember, I mean, what was it, like maybe five years ago, they said that Google search was gonna be using all emojis. Like they had, they were like, oh, you have to put um, all the emojis in your alt text and all these things in your SEO. And I'm, I don't think that really took off like they thought. I mean, I guess it does. You can order a pizza with an emoji, but um, you know, the voice text, that's to me, that's gonna stick around. You can, you can order a pizza, I think for these major guys for, you know, with pizza emojis, but the voice that's, that's going to stick because half the time people are driving when they're doing a search, they're talking into their 
their car, you know, they're talking into their phone when they're walking They're It's going to stick. But I specifically to answer your question, I haven't had anyone that was hugely concerned about that. They were just like, I need to be higher in rankings. That's what everybody says. I just want to be, you know, it's kind of interesting because I have to say that, um, so in my house, we have the one that starts with A. I don't want her to talk, so I'm not going to say it. But, but I have to say they're really pushing in their ads to me about now you can get it in your car, Alexa, for your car. I'm like, you know, and so it is coming in, whether it is Alexa, Google, Siri, whatever it is, people are searching there and you have to use different verbiage and how we're doing it so i was just really wondering from a website point of view and in all of this like where are you seeing that going right yeah i i find that really fascinating and that's that's a whole another aspect of thinking about your positioning as a business and and again you know it's funny so you mentioned people really wanting to be high up in google ranking and i hear that a lot and it's like they want it immediate. Um, they don't understand that it takes time and it takes effort, right? It's not something that's just automatic. And um, so, but to your point, Patty, with the, the whole voice piece, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how it evolves more and just how it's going to force small businesses to, to think about, rethink their marketing. Adam, we need to find an expert on that that can come and talk at our meetup about that. That would be yeah. an awesome topic. Yes, totally agree. <clears throat> the technical side of ads. I, I, you, you have me thinking about my household right now, too, because I speak into my phone. My wife refuses. My youngest son, he's eight. He'll take our phones and he will go and ask and he'll search stuff. And my other son, who's 10, he sneaks the phone and he types it in. So it's just, it's weird because everybody, like in my own household, everybody's got different styles and there's different generations, and different needs. And my ads on my phone are ridiculous because everybody always uses my phone. So nothing ever makes sense to me. But, you know, I, I love the background there. And that's that, yeah, that's a, that's something we definitely should learn more about. We have that, you know, and I know it happens a lot during the Super Bowl, but you have the ad agencies, the big guys that, they make the ads and they'll say, okay, Google in the ad because they know that you probably have a device in your home listening or they'll say, you know, hey, Alexa, you know, whatever they're going to, and they say it in the ad. And then that way she pulls up their information. It's, it's there waiting for you when you're ready, you know, like, and they're playing this on television commercials. It's genius. Um, it feels a little intrusive, but I mean, it's, you know, it's where things are going. Yeah. Yeah, also... Yes, seeing more QR codes in ads, which which I find really fascinating. I'm talking about like, you know, TV ads um, and actually not just TV. Yeah. I mean, just use use of QR codes. They were they were around for a while and then they seem to kind of go away and now they've come back again. I was at an event, Rachel, yeah, about a... two weeks ago. And, you know, usually like when you're at a conference and there were like 600 people there. And when the person was doing their offer instead of rushing to the room they just told everybody to take their phone and on their screen their screen they actually had a qr code and that everybody could just do that and pay with venmo and whatever i was like wow this is kind of like the it was kind of powerful though like you did you didn't see all the running to the room or any of that stuff but i did see everybody with the phone and they were like oh yeah you didn't have to worry about cash you just i was like 
man, times are changing, right? Yeah, there, that's so uh, awesome. There I was love the, that. That, um, the super, a, yeah, oh, sorry, excuse the me. Super Bowl commercial that had the bouncing QR code on it. I don't know if you've watched the Super Bowl or saw that, but there was a commercial, it was just a black screen and it looked like the old DVD uh, screensaver at, where it just had the QR code literally bouncing back and forth on the screen. And yeah. of course I went and took a snap of it. I wanted to know what, what, what is this commercial? Who are these people? And it, it was, was so cool. It was so cool. I was going to bring that up as well. Um, they could like the site didn't yeah. work. There were so many, I mean, I assume they anticipated like a high volume, but the, it was for Coinbase and the, um, the whole site, the yeah. whole site crashed because people had just never, they gave them something new. We've all seen commercials before. We've all seen QR codes before, but we've never seen someone intentionally pay for a Super Bowl spot and flip the narrative <laughs> of instead of creating something wildly entertaining and distracting, we're going to do the truly this one of the simplest things we've that's ever been done at yeah. the Super Bowl. And it was so effective. And I just wanted to, to chime in there and also mention that I think it was one of the things that I took away, took so much away from this, this chat today, but I really, what I really loved is um, the conversation around how social just changes and how the rules just change. And I think that that I started to think about that with the QR code and, you know, even going to restaurants nowadays, like I don't, you don't get menus anymore. You get the QR codes or if you, you want a menu, it's like a thing you have to ask for. And, it's and they get mad. Yeah, they get mad like, if, if they have to give you a, if they, yeah, have to, if they ever funny. hand you a menu and you're a couple, they bring you one, you know, I went, right? to, I went to a bar the other day and they had QR codes, but my phone was dead. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I have no access to what they're selling, which was a very strange, very strange thing. But it's so important to, to, to keep in mind that we know what the rules are today and everything could change tomorrow or the next day. And being able to, it's so hard to just anticipate everything, but being able to be flexible and to have people who know the temperature of what's happening on social, they know that, listen, like Facebook might've been a really smart place for you to be two years ago, but you're gonna have to pay a lot of money nowadays if you want your stuff to be seen by new customers, let's pivot to this other platform. So Ainsley, I really love that you're so, the background you have is is so I feel like it's so important for obviously for you know your training and everything that you you you've built, but it's it's so important that people need to know that this is not something that although you can't grow <laughs> your business overnight, everything that you're planning to use to grow your business can change overnight, and having that having that in the back of your head at all times and having a guide like you I think is is such a wonderful. Uh, thing for people and it's it's so encouraging to hear about all the people that a have come to you for for help and you've been like okay now I need to make this a business because I cannot I simply cannot just do this for free um but it's really it's <laughs> great to just listen to your perspective on this I really appreciate this I love how Jonathan always Thank like you hones so into something that. really good when he gives his thing like sometimes he'll be really really quiet and then when he chimes in it always gets to the heart of it Really, really good. I love that, Jonathan. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I really do love these. I love listening to um, to all of our uh, business owners talk about how they got to where they are because it is not an easy thing to do. And I love listening to your process, Ainsley. Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate it.
Yeah, today's been great. I appreciate all the comments, the kudos, the interaction, and Ainsley, for you, for sharing your story, right? The value of better, you are the value of better. You are a person that has a passion and perspective and the knowledge and the capability to help others find their presence, find their turnkey marketing solution, and they can take it where they want to, where they want to go, where they want to meet, you know, with you in their lives and in their journey. So thank you for sharing that with us today. I mean, obviously, just in this little conversation, we've heard of so many different ways that we could be marketing ourselves, and that's almost overwhelming. So start with conversation. Conversation <laughs> creates trust, and trust creates that better relationship, um, and that's what community is all about. Ainsley, one of the things we like to do at the end of these, since we're at the top of our hour and I want to be considerate to everybody's time, we want to make sure that you're empowered, and we want the community members to be able to connect with you. But thank you for, for being part of this today. And for everybody else that jumped in, um, obviously, we're going to get this recap edited, posted, and, and pushed out for the community members. But in the meantime, definitely keep throwing stuff out there, leading with contribution, Ainsley. We love the tips and the stuff you put into the community already. Um, and just let's, let's keep engaging. Let's keep building this and let's connect. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And now you're back. All right, guys. Thank you. Have, Have a good weekend. day. Bye, Bye. everyone.